Welcome to the Recovering Perfectionist Podcast, where I empower you to develop sustainable habits, challenge society, and take messy action. I'm Christine, life balance coach and world champion ballroom dancer, and I believe that everyone has the power to create their very own life by design. The Recovering Perfectionist podcast was created with a mission to encourage a life of abundance by finding peace and acceptance in our own imperfections and developing healthy self-love through sustainable habits and manifestation. It's time to align with the universe for the full human experience and redefine what it really means to be successful. Uh It's too good, the secret is out and wow, Uh uh-huh. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, It's a very special episode. I feel like I say that every single time, but this one's kind of cool because it is episode 11 and 11 is uh, our number, my number with my fiance. Uh, We actually met on 11-11 and we're getting married on an 11. So all exciting things with the number 11. And also this is the final episode of season one. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. Like done 11 weeks of season one. It's been amazing. Uh, this has been the most incredible experience to not only hold myself accountable to doing a weekly episode, which I did not do with my previous podcast, but it's also given me um, just an amazing clarity of how to just speak without a guest. I have had some guests, but it's been amazing to be able to speak without one and really just the unedited version of all of this is the whole point of the recovering perfectionist is being able to just record, speak, and really I've done little to no editing on any of these episodes and that's been very freeing for me. I thought it was going to be a lot harder to like put things out there and content that wasn't as edited to perfection the way I wanted it to be, but it's been just like honestly a a weight off the shoulders of not having to edit all of these episodes. So I hope that this has brought you a lot of value. Um, But no worries, we will have a season two. Um, I'm going to keep going with this. I'm very, very excited. Uh, I decided that I'm going to do 11 episodes every season. Uh, Just thought it was kind of cute and it worked out. Um, And I am going to be stopping right now specifically for a little bit of a break um, because of wedding prep and weddings. So very exciting things. Um, but yeah, it's getting kind of down to the wire and I need to be fully focused. So it's a perfect time to end season one and then jump back in with season two, uh, after we're married. So with that being said, this is a great segue into today's topic, which is all about taking breaks, knowing when to, take care of yourself and having self-care days. Uh, So I really wanted to discuss this topic uh, specifically because it recently was brought back to my attention in my life, which we'll get into that later, um, of how important it is to take care of yourself and schedule self-care days and all of those things. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to discuss kind of how self-care and what that entails and how important it is in your life and not to avoid scheduling it in. Uh, And when I say scheduling it in, that sounds so 
professional. It's like, well, why don't we just take time off? And in my life and in a lot of clients that I work with, uh, that's not really an option in our minds. Uh, we, we work hard to play hard, but then we end up not playing as hard as we thought we were going to, and we end up just working harder. And so I encourage my clients when they have a schedule full of things, you know, priorities, responsibilities, all the things that they've committed to, um, and family dynamics and friendships and all of that, that they schedule in days for them to be able to have time off. Um, and that means whatever it is, whatever, you know, time for you that brings you joy, that's not working, that's not attached to your cell phone or your computer, whatever that looks like for you, whether that's going on a walk, taking a day off to just, I like going down to the shops and just window shopping. Um, I love, you know, watching a good TV show on Netflix, um, kind of just chilling around the house in my PJs, maybe going out to a nice restaurant, whatever that is for you. Um, when there was no pandemic, we would go see movies all the time. I loved going to see a movie in the theaters. It was such a great experience. I didn't bring my phone with me. Um, these are things that like, whatever it is for you that you need to do in order to clear your mind and really find your peace, uh, those are things that you need to know. So I encourage my clients to make what's called a bliss list. And this is a list of things that will make you happy and things that you do when you need to relax. So if your only job during the day was to create joy in your life, what would you do? A lot of people don't know the answer to that question. I will say for me, when I was doing the deep work in my life years ago, it was very difficult for me to answer this question because I didn't know what I would do if I was relaxing because I didn't relax a lot. And I thought, well, my whole life is kind of fun and I have a very exciting lifestyle and I travel and I do this, but all the things that I was doing required me to be at a certain level of efficiency and maintaining that level all the time is mentally exhausting and you don't even realize that it is. Uh, it's very, very taxing. And I have my breaks and I watch my little episodes here and there and I do that and, you know, maybe run an errand or whatever. But it's always like, like if I go shopping, window shopping and just have a good time and just grab some ice cream and do something like that, it's always like, oh, well, I also need to find something for the wedding. So I'll just do that as well. So it's always like making good use of my time. And I noticed that I would just be like stacking tasks and kind of calling it time off. Um, serial entrepreneurs, that's what we do. We end up just kind of like creating um, time for ourselves within the things we have to get done. So then it feels like time off, but it really isn't. Uh, it's a very sneaky way to do that. Uh, but so yeah, so I actually had to learn what it meant to actually take a break, take a vacation, take time off, don't do anything, not be attached to my phone. Uh, and there's just a few things that I want to share with you that have kind of helped me along the way. Again, small habit changes that have created some sustainable, healthy lifestyle changes that have, um, that have helped me to just be more efficient with my time, more productive, more energy management, and also not get to the level of like burnout, essentially. 
um, which is kind of cool. That's a theme that keeps coming up in my life right now because I just recently did a webinar. Uh, I don't know if those of you were able to catch. I did a webinar a couple of days ago on, you know, the signs, the top signs of being burnt out and how to avoid it and how to fix it if it happens. And that theme kind of keeps coming up in my life as with clients and with different things that I'm doing and coursework that I'm creating. And um, I didn't realize that it was slowly happening to me throughout all of this amazing manifestation, magical time. I was creating all of these things happening and it's just been one thing after another. So like I told you before, recently I had a moment in my life uh, about a week ago now uh, where I... I'm going along, doing just fine. We just moved, you know, wedding planning is basically done. So we're just kind of doing final details. And I'm working with my clients, maintaining my business, getting ready for this webinar, doing all the things. But it's, you know, I'm still getting my regular nine hours of sleep a night. Like I don't sacrifice my sleep. That's one thing if you know me at all. I am a sleep in person and I schedule my meetings according to my sleep schedule. Um, and you know, I have my own business and I don't have any kids, so I'm able to do that right now and I take full advantage. Um, but that is what I believe makes it so that I don't get sick and I take my supplements and I'm very, you know, um, I'm very health conscious about what I eat and all these things. So it's kind of like what they say all the time. It's like the perfect storm, right? And so what ended up happening is I woke up one morning and I was just feeling off. Um, like I went to the bathroom and I was just like, my stomach wasn't feeling right. I was a little bit nauseous, but mostly just like, just not feeling right. I was very, very dizzy. And that's very, um, that's very like, I guess new for me. If I ever feel dizzy or, or off balance or something like that, it's usually because I need water or food or I didn't eat enough usually is the case. And so but it felt very different. It didn't feel like that. And so I was, I was a little bit concerned, but I just kind of tried to walk it off. And then I started to feel really dizzy and like almost like blackout kind of dizzy. And I was like, oh, this is not right. Like what is happening? Then I started getting really, really hot. So I like started taking off my clothes, like in the bathroom. My fiance was sleeping. So I was like, let me just figure this out. And if I need him, I'll call him. But I was trying to figure it out. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Like how, like, I just didn't really know. I was like kind of losing control of myself a little bit. And it was bizarre. I've never had that happen to me before. Um, for those of you who know, like I'm a, a competitive athlete um, in my 20s. And I was like, I've always had control of my body. I've always known what was happening. Like this was really bizarre. And it all happened so fast. Like I almost didn't get a chance to get a hold of it. So I'm thinking, okay, something's wrong. I need water. The first thing I go to is water. That's like the first thing. I'm like, I'm dehydrated. I just didn't realize it. I've been working a lot and I haven't been drinking enough. Okay. So I get up to walk to the kitchen to get some water and halfway through I have to take a break and I have to lay down on the couch because like I can't see where I'm going. I'm that dizzy. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. So I was freaking out a little bit, but I was like, I'm going to get this water. It's going to be fine. So I get to the kitchen, I get water, I just start downing water. Um, I will say like 20% increase of like goodness happened. Like water is like 
the energy of life. Honestly, if you ever have any issues, the first thing you need to do is get water. So that was huge. But then I still like my stomach still wasn't feeling right. And I was feeling very hungry. I tried to eat something. So I was like, okay, let's do that. Mind you, it's like maybe like 8 30, 9 o'clock in the morning. And I am not usually up this early. So like my body was trying to wake me up for sure. So I go back to the bed and I kind of lay there for a minute. And then I like went over and like nudged my fiance and I was like, something's wrong. Like it just, I don't feel right. And I don't know what's happening. Cut to, I'll spare you all the little details, but cut to, um, my body temperature went down to like 93 degrees, which apparently according to Google is like hypothermia. So, cause I got really cold all of a sudden. Remember I was really hot before and now I'm really cold. So like my body temperature was just like doing all kinds of crazy things. So my fiance was so cute. He turned on all the heat in the house and we covered me up in blankets. I had like four layers on plus two blankets. It was insane. And I was like shivering. Like my body was like almost spasming out, which is really annoying because it's like, again, no control. And we just kept taking my temperature and it was just like, it kept, we kept seeing it go up, which was really good. But like it went from like 93, 94, you know, 95 point something. And then, you know, slowly but surely it eventually got to like uh, 97.9 or something like that. I've always been a little bit under than the average, which I think is like 98.6. But um, yeah, it was just nuts. So we start like more water. He made this amazing ginger tea that his family makes from Haiti that was just very, very strong, but it was, it's so good for you. Um, we did that. We started doing like probiotics, which I take every day anyway. So I just did my normal probiotics. We um, started doing like a little avocado toast just to get some food. Um, and I was just like, like, just, I don't know, going with the flow, like trying to figure out what's happening. Um, and yeah, it was crazy. So I will say from the time that I woke up and I wasn't feeling well to the time that I was probably stabilized because between that time we were just figuring it out and I was getting sick a little bit and just all these little things up and down. And then I finally got stabilized probably around like two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, okay, I was up walking around, eating normal food, all that stuff. So the first thing I ask myself when something like this happens is what is like, what am I avoiding or what is, what did I do? If it's a physical thing, is it, it's like, what did I eat or what it, did I not sleep enough? Or like what kind of came into my system that my body wasn't able to fight back that I need to boost and do something. And there were a few things that we kind of evaluated. Um, there was like a possible food poisoning situation because I told you I eat pretty healthy. And two days before that, we uh, we decided to hit up a Habit Burger. Um, no, no judgment on Habit Burger. Love it. Had it many times. Awesome. And I just think that it was maybe just the wrong timing. Um, and then also it was, you know, time of the month for me. So that like brings my iron levels down and all different things. Um, and I will say like, I've just been like every day, just consistently like doing my list and taking my 
clients' calls and doing all the things that I needed to do, and I didn't feel stressed out. I didn't feel overwhelmed, but I think this was just my body's way of saying, you need to stop and take a break, and that's kind of why I wanted to share this story, because usually I don't share this kind of stuff, uh, but I really wanted to share it specifically um, for the reason that I did not feel overwhelmed. Like, since we've been in our new place, I've actually felt really peaceful and calm and excited about like decorating our new place and it's been great and we've like got all these things that have happened that have just kind of like worked itself out so I haven't really felt very stressed I was more stressed before the move because of all the things that had to be done and now it's like you know the wedding's basically planned so we're just kind of like moving right along but I think maybe it was just like my body's way of catching up to all of it um or just like again the go 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 still and like my body was like, are we gonna ever take a break? Do we ever get a day off? And so yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a wake up call for me for sure. Um, I will say though that, and my, my future mother-in-law actually brought this to my attention. She said, are you sure that you had food poisoning? Cause food poisoning would last more than like five or six hours. And I said, you know, it could have been a like mild version of food poisoning or that could have been associated with it. But honestly, whatever it was, like because we just jump on everything right away and we go right to like the banana, the water, the food, the ginger tea, the, the probiotics, like all the things that we know are just like basically like I was, it was kind of like going to the doctor and getting like an IV of all the good things. Um, I basically just did that without an IV. And honestly, that's how we do things. Like everything just was a natural, like, okay, here we go. Um, so that's why we're, I was able to recover very quickly. Um, and also just like mental stress and different things like that. Like when you have systems and routines and healthy, sustainable habits in place, then basically what you do is you just kind of turn on the machine. So your day-to-day you're kind of doing all of these healthy habits and routines all the time. But then sometimes like, you know, the two days before I ended up not eating great. So that was not a healthy habit, but it's fine because I don't do that all the time. It was just kind of like a, a one-off kind of thing, but that could have been the one-off that kind of like did it. Also my body, like I said, because of the time of the month was kind of lower in iron levels and different things like that. So it was just kind of like the perfect, you know, like open, you know, uh, situation that maybe something just kind of came in and then it just did not work out in my body and it was a very quick reaction and that's why all my temperature changes and everything was happening so fast because I'm very in tune with my body so it allows me to kind of like understand what's happening very very quickly um and so yeah so like most people that would happen to them they would cancel all work commitments they would be out for like the rest of the day and probably the next day as well. Um, and that's just not an option for me. And I will say like, yes, it was a wake up call to take a break, but it was also like, how do I recover as quickly as possible so that I can at least get to a place of stability. Um, and so that was really great to see that all of my systems and habits and routines and all of these things that I do, like was able, we were able to just kind of put it all into place and boom, within a matter of five to six hours, I was back on my feet. Um, I took two, 
two client calls that day. Um, and it was great. It was fantastic. Um, they were, they were great calls and I was able to, luckily I was able to kind of just sit in front of my computer and just kind of like continue to get through the day, but it was not, um, you know, it was not impossible is what I meant. And the next day I did my webinar. And then after that, I ended up taking a full day of just like relaxing and just kind of doing things around the house that were just kind of fun and decorating and all of that and really not, you know, I watched a couple of movies and just kind of chilled. But um, yeah, kind of the moral of the story here is you may not always know if you're overwhelmed and stressed. It may not be the, um, the obvious symptoms or signs. In my webinar, I was talking about how like the obvious signs are like, you know, exhaustion and lack of motivation and inspiration, um, you know, frustrated, overwhelmed, stressed, um, all of those things. But that doesn't, that's not usually how my body handles it. I'm a very active person. I'm a very, um, you know, I handle things very well um, and I can push through. And I think that definitely you know, uh, is credit to the competitive athletic years of just like, it doesn't matter what's going on in your body, like you power through and you make the competition happen. Uh, and that's not always the healthiest route, but I will say I'm glad that it trained my body to be so strong um, because it did allow me to be, you know, very resilient. And that is something I, I am like, you know, very, very grateful for. Um, because of instances like this where I can really bounce back very quickly and feel 100% within the day, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, so I got a lot of sleep that night, obviously, recovered the next day just fine, um, and just kind of monitored and just kind of went from there. But I will say, um, you know, self-care is completely underrated. I was just watching a Gary V, if those of you watch Gary V, he does this overrated, underrated um, little episode on Instagram. It's so funny. And self-care is completely, like, the most underrated it could possibly be. Um, because especially in the United States, but mostly overall in society, um, we're conditioned and programmed to think that, like, self-care is, like, selfish. And, or especially, like, from family members and different things like that, like, they say take care of yourself and all that, quote unquote, but it's like, it's, you know, take care of yourself, but make sure you still come to my thing or make sure you call me or make sure you do this. And it's like, there's always conditions with the taking care of yourself and you always have to be everything for everyone. And there's this like pressure to achieve and be everything and be everywhere. And, and then we put our own pressure on ourselves, which is just unbearable and it just piles on. And so when you end up taking a day and don't answer your phone or do something or, you know, you, you take a trip for yourself or do something, I mean, that can be misconstrued sometimes as very selfish behavior or you just decide, I don't want to help that person. It's like, well, you're selfish for not helping. It's like, no, I'm just protecting my peace and my balance. And if I know that I can't handle that right now, then why wouldn't you want me to know my limits and know where I need to, you know, set some boundaries. And I think that's really important is setting healthy boundaries with not only the activities in your life, but the people in your life. Um, 
planning a wedding has been quite an adventure, especially during a pandemic. But I will say that the you see completely different sides of family members when you plan a wedding. And there is, the wedding is about you, but then there ends up being this like, oh, but don't forget about this person, don't forget about this and all this stuff. And so it's accommodating, it's making it about you, but it's also accommodating for everyone else. And that's been an interesting balance, especially for me, because I like things a certain way and I want things to be the way I want them to be for my fiance and for myself. And it's not anyone else's wedding, but um, also just, you know, with the pandemic things and all of this, there's just been a lot of family conversations that have just not been very mentally healthy for me. And I've had to figure out how to kind of just main, like work through that, um, maintain that balance in my head while still being as respectful as I can be you know, to those around me. And so it's an interesting balance that, you know, I'm still figuring out. Um, but I will say that, you know, this is why we say coaches need coaches because I have coaches as well that I work with and I love working with my clients and just kind of like, it's basically just a beautiful cycle of healing that we're all helping each other. Um, but I will say, you know, just like when people would, uh, you know, learn how to dance. And they would say, well, I can't dance like you, you, you know, you're a professional. And I said, you know, we all messed up at one point in time, but even professionals, we started somewhere, but to this day, I still mess up and I do shows and I mess up all the time. But the difference is, is that I'm very, very good at covering it up. So that's where the difference is between a professional and an amateur on the dance floor is that you won't see me mess up because I won't bring attention to it, or I will know how to get out of it in a way that it won't look like I screwed up. And I feel like that's exactly the same way when it comes to my life coaching is that I still have days where I get overwhelmed. I still have moments, obviously, that life kind of hits me hard and I have to recover from that. But the difference is, is that I have consistent, sustainable habits in place that I have put into my muscle memory that have allowed me to have a much faster recovery and get back to stability as quickly as possible. And those who don't have those consistent muscle memories in place, they are, you know, they're out for days. And that's really difficult because it's what I say all the time, the cliche, if you don't make time for your wellness, then you'll be forced to make time for your illness. And that is so true. Like I almost like louder for the people in the back, like, because it's, I say this over and over and over again. And it's a theme that keeps coming up in, you know, my life and the people around me is if you don't make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. And you have got to consistently, it can't just be like, Oh, I worked out once last week and I ate a salad and I did this, so I'm good, I'm covered. It's like, no, they're like healthy habits and and sustainability is only available with consistency and discipline in your life. And also intention, like what's your why? Why are you doing this? Um, because if you don't know why you're doing something, then you're not gonna get up 
and do it. You're not going to work out. You're not going to eat healthy. You're not going to take your supplements. You're not going to, you know, not eat the bad food or whatever it is that you're trying to do. You need to understand what your why is. And when you figure that out, I think the best thing that you can do is create a system of habits around you that allow you to thrive and not just try to survive from day to day. Um, so a couple of things, because I was saying before, a couple of things that have really helped me that I love to share are, um, actually, this is something that my fiance did and I uh, adopted it and I love it. It's putting your phone on airplane mode when you go to sleep. So uh, my fiance actually puts his phone in his office. So it's not even in the bedroom when we go to sleep because he doesn't want any of that energy or 5G or anything. So he, he takes it out. But for me, my phone is probably my alarm clock or it's, you know, it is one of the first things I look at uh, in the morning, which is also something that we're going to talk about. But um, it's, it, it is with me most of the time. So what I do is when I go to sleep, I put it on airplane mode. So I'm not getting all of that 5G radiation. And then when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is not grab my phone. It's just kind of lay there for a second. And I kind of do like a five minute meditation gratitude practice. Um, just to kind of get myself to a place of like waking up and feeling good. And then when I grab my phone, um, I actually have a meditation app on my phone that I also look at as well. And I have a few affirmation apps that I look at. Um, and I look at my to-do list, but all of that can be done still on airplane mode. There's no Wi-Fi required for any of that. So what's happening is I have yet to turn on the airplane or turn off the airplane mode so that all of my notifications come through, which means because for those of you who are like me and you're seeing notifications and you want to check them all, it's like OCD of notifications. And the minute that those things come through, that's it. Game over. The phone wins. And now you're on your phone for the next 20, 30 minutes, just answering emails and text messages and social media messages. It's crazy. So before you let all of that in, you have the power to turn that on. And what I do is I just kind of have a moment, I check my phone quietly, and I don't turn off the airplane mode yet. And then when I'm ready, I turn it off, and I receive all the notifications, and then I answer the priorities, and then I wake up and go get some breakfast and do all of that. Um, also a good thing is just, you know, it's always good. I told you water is the fruit of life. It is life source. Um, and so having a giant glass of water next to your bed before you go to sleep. So when you wake up in the morning, first thing you do, it gets all of your organs kind of up and running again, blood flowing, all of that. Um, best thing you can do for yourself is taking, uh, drinking a big glass of water when you first wake up in the morning. Um, and then yeah, going to bed. Um, we really try to not have our phones uh, like really not be on our phones actively for like an hour before we go to sleep. Um, easier said than done. Cause there are some nights where it's like, I'm just working on stuff and it has to be done. You know, no one's perfect. It's all about progress, not perfection. Um, that is very key here, but it's also understanding that you are, you know, you're trying to make healthier choices and knowing that, that, you know, someone, no one needs you at that time, and if they do and it's an emergency, that's a different story, but you need to set boundaries for yourself of what it is that you will take work into. So what are your office hours? I think that's the hardest thing for entrepreneurs is we don't end up setting office hours. Um, when you work for someone else, it's so easy to say, okay, well, I'm off the clock, so I'm 
just going home and I'm not going to, you know, if my boss calls me, like unless it's an emergency, like I'm not taking the call or I'm just not on the clock right now. But as, you know, an entrepreneur, self-employed business owner who, whose clients have access to me really whenever they want, uh, now whether I answer that in an office hour or not, that's my choice. My desk is at, you know, in, in our space, I have my office here and I work from home. So I am always kind of looking at the laptop and the phone and everything's around me. And if something needs to be taken care of, I can do that pretty quickly. But that ends up again, breaking up my peace and my balance and my evening uh, routine with, you know, our food, our meals and time with my fiance and whatever it is that we're doing. Um, those are things that I need to be a little bit better at, but I already feel like I've become better at it in the last year for sure with all the little tricks that I was just kind of telling you about. And so I would say the last thing is really just, again, planning it, putting it in the schedule. Um, it's the same thing that if we always say like, well, you know, when we have time for it, we'll do it. Um, or we'll just fit it in wherever it fits. And then, then that's, that's a lost cause. It will never happen. You will never fit it in. And so I encourage, especially my busy, you know, business owners, um, or just busy people in general, busy moms, busy, you know, people doesn't, you have, don't have to be a business owner, but just someone who is always, you know, basically the schedule is kind of running, running their life to not let your schedule get out of hand so that you still have control and also to schedule your time. Um, I think this helps a lot when you have like families, so husbands and kids and all that, because they, their activities become your activities and your time off, it needs to be addressed with them so they know not to bother you. Now, if your time off includes them, that's great. But if it doesn't, they need to know that they can't bring something to you during that time because you will be, you know, stretching or you will be watching a movie or taking time for yourself or whatever that is. Um, and they can't ask anything from you from that moment unless it's an emergency. Um, so I think it's really important for you to create healthy boundaries with your families, with your friends, with your, um, coworkers and all of that. And just understanding that it is imperative to protect your peace and your balance. Um, and I think the biggest thing is protect it no matter how much you think you can handle it just because you're like, Oh no, I've got this. Um, that's like been me my whole life. I'm like, don't worry, I've got this. And what you end up doing is not realizing that every single day you're slowly giving more and more of your power and control away to the things around you that are now running your schedule. Um, I just saw a meme about this the other day. It says, you are the CEO of your life. So hire, fire, and delegate appropriately. And I think that is so like, poignant in today's world right now because we truly are the CEOs of our life and we need to set boundaries with people in our lives. We need to set boundaries with the activities that we decide to commit to. We need to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves, not only in a physical way, but in a mental way. And I think that's the biggest thing for me as well is because, which is why I related to this is because physically I'm very strong and that's because of my competitive athletic background. 
But what I don't realize ends up happening is mentally I get overwhelmed and stressed and exhausted. And what that does is that eventually catches up to you and it becomes a physical problem. And so by being more aware of that earlier on and seeing the signs, you can avoid, like we talked about before, burnout, overwhelm, stressed, or just just avoid, you know, um, being out for the count altogether. Um, because that's just, you know, you don't want to get to that point because the recovery process usually takes a little bit longer and it's more intense than if you were to just stop it early before it even happened and take half a day, you know, um, again, it comes back to the same thing. If you don't make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness and your body, your mind and everything around you will tell you you're done. You now need to take a break. And that's the worst thing because that's not on your timeline. Um, if you schedule a self-care day in, that's on your timeline and you can schedule it when it feels right for you. Um, don't wait too long. That's not the, the point of it. The point is to do it as soon as possible, but do it within the week so that you know that every week you have a self-care day um, or some time for you to read a book or do what you need to do and just kind of have you know, some relaxation time, because if you are forced to make time for your illness, as the cliche says, then you will not, that will not be on your schedule. That'll be probably during the biggest meeting that you have, or it'll be during, you know, some family event, or it'll be something completely, um, like, inappropriate timing and just wrong and it'll be it'll be the worst you know and so that's the thing is you want to avoid that kind of situation by catching it early and not letting it get out of hand so anyway uh i think i'm gonna wrap up here i hope that this episode served you i hope that this will help you to kind of put some perspective on just how important it is to take care of yourself um, and just a little bit more into detail because everyone says, take care of yourself, take care of yourself. But it's just so much more on a mental side and actually like the self-awareness behind taking care of yourself is really where it's at because everybody has different levels of what they can handle. And I will say that I am someone who needs probably less self-care days than some people do. But I also am someone who probably needs like a couple of days and then I'm good for like a month versus some people need one day a week. Some people need like two weeks off and then they're good for a while. Also, I think society is trained, you know, the, the typical American to be like, well, you get two weeks off a year, go take a vacation and then you're good for a whole year. And it's like, so we end up needing less self-care days, but really we need more. So just be, be self-aware of what you need, ask for what you need and deliver to yourself like be if if your family members needed something you would be there for them in a heartbeat so consider yourself like like your family members like you're the most important member because you need to take care of yourself and so if you are not there for yourself and you're not honoring your peace and protecting your boundaries and everything you're letting yourself down why are we so quick to take care of everyone else and like leave ourselves last because we think we can handle it. Well, it's a new world. We're not handling it anymore. It's just there. We're way too overstimulated. Society is just completely like 
sensory overload and there's way too many places that need us and people that need us and we have to start saying no. No is so important. Knowing how to say no is like, it's a very important life skill that you need to acquire uh, if you aren't already there. Um, and it is just, and it's okay. And you need to be okay saying no and not feeling guilty about it. That's another thing that, you know, part B of that. So I'm going to leave it at that because I really could talk about this topic for so long. Um, it's a topic I'm very passionate about because I'm actively seeing um, results in my life based on, you know, how I experiment with different things. And, um, and it's, it's just powerful. It's very powerful. So if you have any other questions, let me know. Um, I'll have all of, the, all of my links in the show notes as always. And I love you guys. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Um, this is not the end. This is just the end of season one. And it's, I'm just going to probably take, you know, a little bit of time off and then come back for season two. I'm very, very excited. I've got already some guests lined up um, and some topics I've been dying to talk about um, on my own. So I'm very excited for season two. I hope that you guys have an amazing start to spring. All the things are exciting, things are coming, uh, warmer weather is around the corner, and I thank you so much again for being here with me, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Recovering Perfectionist podcast. I'm Christine, and if this episode resonated with you or spoke to you in any way, please feel free to share. I absolutely love hearing from you guys and your thoughts about the topics based on your experiences. And also, if there's anything you want me to talk about, just screenshot this episode and share it on social media with your comments. Your feedback really helps me to curate episodes that best serve you. If you have time, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review wherever you're listening to this episode, whether on Apple or Spotify or any other platform. I'm wishing you a blessed week ahead and remember, perfection doesn't exist. Take messy action. Healthy habits keep us balanced and you are enough.